Hello, Internet friend. I'm David Ravel, and this is Value Sign for Monday, February 6. For all of our articles and podcasts, visit valuesign.com. Well, today, the climate curtain. On March 5, 1946, Britain's iconic wartime Prime Minister Winston Churchill delivered one of his most impactful speeches, speaking before an assembled audience at Westminster College in Fulton, Missouri, and broadcast around the country. The Iron Curtain speech, as it became known, was a wake-up call for America. On that day, Churchill announced to the United States and the rest of the world that the global community was dividing. The former allies in World War II could no longer be seen as united. The then-Soviet Union would henceforth pursue its own path. From Stanton in the Baltic to Trieste in the Adriatic, an iron curtain has descended across the continent, and behind that line lie all the capitals of the ancient states of Central and Eastern Europe, unquote Churchill. This was the last time that the nations of the world divided as they are dividing today. Then, the divisions were purely ideological. Ultimately, the Iron Curtain divided those countries that were communist, in their ideology, from those countries who were democracies, or more correctly, democratic republics. It was a division that would last for half a century. On the one side, the communist countries of the Soviet Union, Eastern Europe, and China, while on the other side, Western Europe, much of Asia, and the United States. In the 1990s, after the fall of the Berlin Wall in Germany, much of those political differences seemed to just fade away. The former adversaries, the communists of the Eastern Bloc, seemed to mellow. The USSR became a more democratic Russian federation. The oppressive stern dictatorship of Mao Zedong came to an end with his death. And China made a concerted effort to revise its image in the West ultimately becoming the West's number one trading partner. For three decades, the world has existed in relative harmony, with the major powers at least united in trade, travel, and commerce. Today, that epoch is coming to an end. To paraphrase Churchill, a climate curtain is descending between the countries of the world. Now there's no doubt that the catalyst for this division has been the conflict in Ukraine. The collective West, principally the European Union and the United States, reacted to the Russian invasion of Ukraine essentially by expelling Russia from the dominant world order. First by cutting Russia off from SWIFT, the main financial settlement system, then by boycotting Russian oil and gas sales, and finally by the continued trade sanctions imposed against Russia. I believe the European Union has just instituted their 10th trade sanction. And make no mistake, Russia's invasion of Ukraine has been called the cause belli, the occasion of war, which has provoked the actions of the collective West. That would certainly explain why Russia might become a pariah state, a country without allies and without supporters. But that's certainly not the case. It seems that much of the rest of the world at least tacitly supports, if not actively engages with Russia. First came China, with their cross-border interbank payment system, SIPS, a complete replacement for the West's swift financial system, and Russia didn't skip a beat. 
While the European Union and the United States implemented stiff sanctions against Russian oil and gas, other countries, including China and India, have been happy to take up the slack. As a leading member of the emerging BRICS countries, originally formed as Brazil, Russia, India, China, and South Africa, these countries have all remained extremely loyal to Russia. And surprisingly, there are indications that several countries would like to ally themselves with BRICS also, and by extension with Russia. Rumored to want to join the BRICS is Iran, and several other Mideastern countries, possibly even Saudi Arabia. And as you go through this list of countries, something immediately stands out. They are all countries united in their use of energy. Either they are major oil exporters, such as Russia, Iran, Brazil, and certainly Saudi Arabia, or they are significant consumers of conventional fossil fuel. That would include India and China. One way or another, these nations rely on oil and gas. Their economies simply would not function without fossil fuels. On the other hand, the collective West, and particularly the European Union, are making great strides to remove fossil fuels as their source of energy. In April 2021, the EU enacted their most recent legislation aimed at reducing CO2 emissions by more than half by 2030. That legislation is aimed directly at the oil and gas industry. After all, wind and solar and even nuclear does not produce CO2. Burning fossil fuels produces CO2, and the EU is well on its way to outlawing that pollution. Whether by circumstances or forethought, it's dawning on the BRICS nations that the climate control advocated by the collective West is not compatible with their current economic situation. The oil-producing countries cannot live in a world that will purchase only half the current levels of their oil production. And the world's largest oil-consuming countries, India and China, have shown no interest in becoming pollution-free, as difficult as that may be for many in the West to understand. For the BRICS countries, most of whom are struggling economically, it is a matter of dollars and cents. They simply cannot afford the more expensive but climate-friendly alternatives that the West is now mandating. Today, a climate curtain is descending. On the one side will be the climate-conscious West. On the other side will be the fossil fuel-burning bricks. Just who is pulling down this curtain is uncertain. But what we do know is that the BRICS have decided that they won't live in this new climate-sensitive world, while the collective West is mandating that they must. And that's the value side for Monday, February 6. For all of our articles and podcasts, visit valueside.com. I'm David Revell. ValueSide is independently written and researched. The views expressed are strictly my own. Thank you.